Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. You're listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast, as always, brought to you by DraftKings. And as you know, great deals going on right now. Here's the latest deal. Uh, you can bet just $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. Well, being that no, being that there hasn't been a scoreless game since I think probably it's somewhere in the 1940s, you should be okay with that. So take the free money and hop on to DraftKings. All right. Joined now by U of A head men's baseball coach, Mr. Chip Hale. Uh, where to start, really? The most acclaimed baseball player in school history, the current coach. How you doing there, Chip? I'm doing great. I appreciate that introduction. I don't know if that's uh, quite true, but um, I'll take it. <laughs> well, when you leave as the school's all-time hit leader, World Series champion, I mean, it kind of speaks for itself. Yeah. So, well, you so, you know, some of the, some of those records I set was I, I wasn't good enough to get drafted as a junior, so mm-hmm. I played all four years here. So I, I I accumulated some numbers that other guys couldn't do. Well, that's really the uh, the. That's really the basically the bottom line that of being modest here. So you know what? I'll I'll talk for you then there, coach. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So obviously you've been in Major League Baseball for a long time, long record there. You're now the head coach of the U of A baseball team. First question: What's the transition been like? Uh, it's been great. I mean, obviously uh, working a lot of hours. I, you know, I lived I've lived here in Tucson for. Uh, pretty much the time I left here in 1987, we, uh, my wife and I got married in 1990 and uh, have been lived here ever since. So we've always come back here for the off season. I managed three years in, in uh, Tucson with the Sidewinders, but um, now I'm here full time. And she keeps asking me, I thought you were coming home at night. Uh, but as you asked me earlier before the show, the recruiting part of this deal is uh, pretty intense. So we're on the phones late at night. We're running up to Phoenix to see uh, high school, junior college kids, uh, middle schoolers. <laughs> it's it's all ages here. Like we talked about before the show, when you're looking at a middle schooler, an eighth grader, what is Coach Chip Hale looking for in the ideal eighth grade baseball prospect? Yeah, well, you know, sometimes it's just a kid who's just superior athletically than everybody else. Uh, his mind works a little bit ahead of, of where he's at age-wise. Um, and, and, and to be honest, you're, t- you're trying to you're trying to like a scout, a pro scout in baseball looks at freshmen, sophomores in high school. You really don't know what it's going to end up being like as a senior when he's about to come. Um, so we'll see. I'd like to I'd like to commit one. We don't have one committed yet. And I'd like to see if we can keep him committed for all four years of his high school. I right. think that's another tough thing to do, too. 
to me, and we talked about it again before the show, the recruiting aspect of baseball I find impossibly fascinating because it's so much different than football or uh, uh, basketball. And I use the example of uh, Delman Young back, you know, what, 15 years ago, where everybody's ecstatic that, you know, he signed with the University of Arizona. But at the end of the day, he's going to be the first pick in the draft. So right. how do you find the balance between a guy who you can be an All-American for Chip Hale in the University of Arizona, but isn't good enough quite yet to where you're like just wasting your time? Right. It, it is hard. And you and I, I told you earlier, you, you sometimes have to over-recruit. You know, you're going to get a few more guys than, you know, your money's going to allow you. And you're going to have to figure out if they all come and they all show up and the guys – in your program currently don't sign pro contracts, then you're in a bind. And, and some schools will do more than others. Um, I hope to not have to do that much. We hope to kind of figure out of the group that's here now, who's going to sign and leave. Uh, and of our, our recruits, uh, who has a better chance of signing? I think high school kids are starting to get smarter. Uh, they realize that with, you know, professional baseball is, brought the draft down to 20 rounds, number one. And number two, they dropped some teams in the minor leagues. So I think they're going to start using the college uh, baseball programs more as a, a sort of one of their levels. And right. our guys last year that left, it was a very successful World Series team here. Um, they all ended up in, you know, high A, double A by the end of the, um, the short season that they played uh, out there. The high school kids, if you sign – you're going to get stuck, you know, at the complex for probably two years. Right. Uh, so that's a tough go. So I think it's going to be better for us to be able to tell a kid, hey, you come here, you do, you know, you do your three years, you're 21, and you're going to be a higher pick one. And two, you're going to be closer to the big leagues. What's the re what's the recruiting pitch like for you now? Now, you don't need to get into like the specifics of an individual kid, but, you know, pretend that Mike Luke's actually a good baseball player. How are you trying to pitch me right now and say, come be part of what we're building here? Yeah, well, it just depends, you know, what position you are. And, and, and you know, the university does itself. I mean, we take kids on tours here. They love it. Uh, we have a great student body. We have beautiful facilities here at High Corbett. Uh, McHale Center, where we lift our weights, and we have another locker room down there. It, it sells itself, to be frank with you. Um, but I, I get into a situation where I've done the pro thing. I've managed at the major league level. Obviously, done player development my whole life. So my pitch basically is is to make you into a player that could be a big leaguer by the time you leave here. And, and we'll know. We'll know. You say, hey, I want to be a shortstop in the big leagues. Well, it may be that when you leave here, you're a second baseman or a left fielder because that's kind of my specialty. And I'll let you know, if, you're, if you don't have this, this, and this, you're not going to be at the big league level of shortstop. Second thing is the, is the academic part. And we have great, you know, great degrees and programs available to kids. And that's one of my big deals. I want these guys to graduate. If they don't, they're one year away from graduating. Right. And it sounds simple, but I would imagine that in li living rooms, that pitch means a lot because let's be honest here. A kid, every kid says, you know what? I want to be part of a winning team. And that's all true. But let's be honest. If you're a big time high school player, your goal is to get to the major leagues. It's right. really, it's really that simple. So when you can sit there and say, I know how to get you there. That's a that's a pretty right. appealing pitch all into itself there, Coach. Yeah, no doubt about it. And 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 if you want to come to Arizona, that's kind of been my pitch too is I want you to be a great student. I want you to get your degree. But if you're coming to this program, you should expect to at least get a chance to play at the big league level. Mm -hmm. Now, 
let's talk a little bit about Chip Hale and your journey to the U of A. Obviously, you've been in the major leagues for a long time, very, uh, very highly thought of. Did you ever look at it, honestly, and say, you know what, I'd like to be able to go back to where Jerry Kindle showed me how to become the pro that I became. Was right. that in the back of your mind or what was that thought process? Yeah. When I, especially when I was younger and I was just finishing playing, I really, I, I, I had sort of a, I coached the USA team. I helped them here in Tucson. That's where it used to be based here at high Corbett. And in 99, I helped with a team when they were home, I would, I would coach them. And one of the coaches on that team was a head coach back East and the Southeastern conference. And he actually asked me, you know, would you come be my assistant coach? And that was sort of a turning point because I had a job offered to me from the Diamondbacks in the minor leagues. Uh, and I had young kids at the time also. Mm -hmm. So was I going to take my kids, move them back into the Southeast somewhere or stay here and work in player development? So I always kind of had that bug about, man, I bet college would be a blast. Um, and when the job came open here a couple of times, I would, I would talk about it with a wife and think about it, but um yeah, it's always kind of been in me. I've, I've kind of wanted to carry on uh, what Coach Kendall had taught me and Coach Wing and Coach Stitt uh, and, and bring that. And, and listen, they've had a lot of success here. Uh, we are very proud of what we've done since I left um, with Coach Stitt and then Coach Lopez and, and uh, of course, Jay. Um, did a great job. So I, I just want to keep it going. I think what makes Arizona baseball – more enticing than I think a lot of people realize. And I want to get to that point in just a second here is that this truly is a, a multi-coach school at this point. It's not something where you just look at and say, yeah, Jerry Kendall, three rings off, off, you know, that's awesome. But there hasn't been much since you've right. got coaches that have added to that legacy. And I think that really builds the Arizona brand there for you though, coach. It does. It does. And when, when Andy came in, um, obviously he'd won a national championship before that had a lot of success at Florida when he left Pepperdine. Uh, so we were lucky to get him and it was a great hire and, and he continued on the tradition that, that, uh, coach Kendall had started. And then Jay, when he got the job, they went to Omaha right away. They went to Omaha this, Omaha this year. Um, so again, to win, to win in Omaha is hard. It takes a lot of, a lot of breaks going your way. So when you can consistently get there, Hey, it gives you a better chance to get those breaks. Do you think the average fan realizes, and it's kind of dizzying, but do you think the average fan realizes that Arizona baseball, by any measure you want to go by, wins, World Series, is one of the five to eight best programs in the entire country, period? And I mean, it's backed up by yeah. everything. Do you think the average person realizes just what a unique program this is here, Chip? Uh, I don't think so. I think the you know, the, the family of, of, of uh, Wildcats and, and people on the West Coast understand that we're one of the top programs. Yes, I think things have, you know, in the last 10 years and, and it's, it's picking up even more now. But for some reason, the kids in the California area and even in the Arizona area think that there's something different about the Southeast. You know, mm -hmm. that that conference has got something that we don't have and they're just not right. Right. They don't understand that we produce as many major leaguers as anybody. We have a great fan following. We were number one in the West. We were number 12 in the country. So um, I think a little bit, little bit of that has not – has gone away a little bit. And, and um, something I want to recapture and, and get after it. And, and hopefully ASU, U of A, Stanford, 
UCLA, USC, these schools, we, we, we send four or five schools to Omaha every year. Right. All right. I want to get into a segment we're going to call chatting with chip right here. So <laughs> here's my, all right. So let's start with it. Uh, coach, when you were recruited to the U of a with uh, obviously Jerry Kendall here, what was his recruiting pitch? What made you decide that you wanted to become a wildcat? Yeah. Well, first of all, I came on a recruiting ship before he offered me a scholarship. Okay. Um, and I was from San what Francisco. Was like? What was that I was like? From the Bay, I was from the Bay Area, uh, just right next to Berkeley. So every college baseball game that I'd been to was either Stanford or Cal. Now, at Cal, there was maybe 45 people at the game. And at Stanford, there was probably 300, 400 people. Beautiful settings, small little ballparks. I came down to Frank Sanchez Field, and there was about 4,000, 5,000 people on a weekend series with UCLA. Right. And uh, number one, the student body was uh, obviously um, a lot of, you know, at that age, what was I, 18 at the time, a lot of attractive co-eds. Um, so there were, the, like I said, the school kind of, itself. yeah, the school sold itself at that point. Right. Um, and then when he came to the house, Jerry was very straightforward. And um, he basically offered me a scholarship. And I said, coach, I have to call uh Coach McLean at Santa Clara, I promised him, you know, I would let him give give me a, a counteroffer. And he said, uh, he said, son, uh, this is a one-night offer. If you don't take this offer, then I'll have to take it to another player up in Sacramento tomorrow. And wow. my mom looked at me. My dad was out of town at the time. And my mom said, you know, kind of shrugged her shoulders. What do you want to do? And I said, I'll take it. Wow. <laughs> I want to be a Wildcat. I was fortunate enough to meet Jerry Kendall a few times when I was uh, when I was younger. And the thing that really st stuck out to me, coach, is that this just he had a larger than life presence as just as a man, as a coach. Did he help kind of turn you into the coach, into the man that you've become now? Yes, no doubt about it. I had a lot of great coaches growing up, some harder than others. Um, this man never swore in four years I was here. Mike right. never did. I mean, he it was amazing. He. He, he, he would say whatever he wanted with perfect English, um, was a great coach, a great leader, a great father, a great husband. And um, if you couldn't get better as a person being around him, then something was wrong with you. Right. So then you get on, you get into the major leagues then. What was that odyssey like? It was, I mean, it's, it was what you dream of. And some of the problems, you know, I found this out coaching more than playing. I was so in awe of the people I was playing with, Ken Herbeck, Kirby Puckett, these guys I've been watching for years thinking, my God, you know, how can I be on the same field as them? Right. And then I got into coaching and I realized I had a lot of players um, that didn't really even like the baseball that much. I'd say, hey, did you watch that game last night? Did you see that double play so-and-so turn? Right. And they look at me and go, they go, Coach, I don't I don't even watch baseball. I watch hunting videos. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and and it was – so the game at the big league level is no different than playing in Little League where right. I was out there, you know, bouncing off the walls trying right. to be a, a big leaguer. So in some ways I said, man, I wish I was as mellow as these guys. Did you always want to get into coaching? I did. I did. I enjoyed it. I had – I actually had managers in the minor leagues – um, even before I went to the big leagues, they're like, Hey, you should quit playing and become a, you know, go ask if you could manage rookie ball next year. Uh, cause right. you got a better, 
chance of being a big leaguer as a, a manager or coach. <laughs> so right. I, 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 I prove them wrong at least. Now, what are you now kind of looking at this year's baseball, uh, excuse me, this year's roster and just kind of going forward, what is your vision for the program? Well, I think we have a lot. Of, we, it's a great culture. Number one. I mean, it was right. a bunch of kids that went to the world series. Now, um, Daniel Susak's our catcher. He's going to be a, a, should be a high draft pick if we do our job as coaches and uh, keep his, keep him going, uh, and developing. Uh, but you know, other, you know, other than he and, um, and Tony Bullard at third base, uh, we don't have a whole lot of guys coming back on the defensive side. We have guys that were really good players here that really haven't gotten an opportunity yet. So they're chomping at the bit and they, and, and they're hungry to get going. Pitching wise, I think we're going to be probably our strength to start the year, uh, starting pitching with TJ Nichols, um, Garrett Irvin, Quinn Flanagan. Um, we got, you know, we have a transfer uh, from uh, Loyola Marymount, Holden Christian, who is going to kind of be our closer, late inning left handed pitcher uh, who did have like a one ERA at Loyola and, you know, 30 or 35 or 40 appearances last year. How has college baseball changed in, you know, since when you were playing to what you're seeing now, just from an on the field perspective, is there a different mentality? Is the talent different? What's, how's it, how's it changed? Well, I think the talent is, uh, you know, what's happened is, well, we can look at it both ways, good and bad. Kids are specializing so early now, you know, they're, you know, by seventh or eighth grade, it's like, Hey, I got to play baseball full time. Right. And in some ways, you know, you want a kid to play soccer, you want him to play football, you want him to play basketball, because athletically it helps them. Um, right. They kind of get bound up body-wise just playing baseball. But if you don't do that, you fall behind. You don't get to go to every perfect game uh, thing in the winter and get your, you know, get rated this high and this and that. So um, in a perfect world, I'd love to see these kids be more athletic. Uh, but baseball-wise and baseball mentality-wise, they're probably a ahead of where we were. Uh, they know more. They played more games at this point than we did. Uh, but it's kind of gone back to the to baseball, you know, playing because we're so limited in time and practice. Right. That you can't put in 75, you know, slashes and bunt plays and defensive plays. You more have to concentrate on, you know, hitting, throwing, fielding, pitching, and just the basics. So they they just play – they. You know, teach them to play good baseball now. Now, before we before we let you go, then um, in your recruiting philosophy, I just got somebody to message me this, and this is a great question: Is it to is it to go everywhere? Is it to be able to hold the state down first and then branch out into California? When you look at it, what are what is going to be your template as far as getting players to the University of Arizona? Yeah, we're always going to try to get the best players in Arizona. You know, starting with the city of Tucson. Um, if we have kids that are, have grown up here and want to be Wildcats and, and we think they can come in and play, we're going to go after them hard. Uh, same with the state. We, we really believe in these kids. Uh, if you look at the championship teams over the years from Arizona, there's always been a strong Southern and Northern California um, presence. Mm -hmm. So we have to stay strong there. It's been hard. I'm not going to lie to you. Is, uh, L.A. has been very difficult. We have, we're very Northern California strong right now, Sacramento area. Uh, but LA has been tough because uh, UCLA has become, you know, the, the Mecca for pitching supposedly right. with John Savage. So uh, we're trying to break that wall down. Um, 
we're going to be a little stronger, I think, in the Midwest than it's ever been here. And we'll, you know, if, if there's someone in the South, it's tough to get them out of there. But we'll we'll work hard if we like the kid and they like us. Um, but we'll go we'll go nationwide if we have to. We had uh, we have a we have a few kids coming in from uh, Chicago that are very impressive players for next year. Coach, can't thank you enough for hopping on the AZ Wildcats podcast. It really means a lot. Well, thank you. Anytime. Yep, absolutely. For uh, Chip Hale. And again, uh, make sure to go out there and support High Corbett. You're not going to find a better place to go watch some local college baseball than High Corbett Field. With the new coach right there, throw up the WC. Thanks again, <laughs> Coach. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. Thank you, guys. All right. Thanks again, Coach. There's Chip Hale right there. All right. As you guys all know, show's brought to you by DraftKings. The best thing you've got going on right now is you bet $1 on an NFL game. And if the, if there's any points scored, and there's going to be points scored almost assuredly, you're going to get a $100 free play out of that to be able to do whatever you want. There's all kinds of different betting lines. You've got, obviously, you got a full slate of college football coming up. Heck, you got a big game tonight, which is going to be my DraftKings pick of the week, by the way. I'm going to take. Stanford with the 13 and a half against uh, the ASU Sun Devils. And we'll see how that one works out, but I feel pretty good about it right now. And as you all know, this is uh, a DraftKings is 21 and up Arizona only. If you got a gambling problem, 1-800 next step, new customers only eligibility restrictions of do apply. See draftkings.com or dot com slash sports book for all the details and the cool thing about working here at uh, GoPHNX and the AZ Wildcats podcast is that we get to have a unique insight. We get to have guys like Coach Chip Hale on here. We get to have, you know, co- all kinds of coaches, players. We had Stan Berryhill. We had Ben Matherin. There's going to be a lot of different things that are going to be going on, and it's only going to get better. So get the subscription to GoPHNX. Hop on and obviously the AZ Wildcats podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get any of your, wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Now let's talk a little bit about what we just talked about with Coach Hale. And we'll talk a little bit of football before, uh, before we sign off. When Coach was hired, there were a lot of people that kind of scratched their heads a little bit because, well, Coach hasn't been a college baseball coach. He's been in the pros. and. I never really understood that philosophy and there's a multitude of reasons why, but the first reason I never really understood it was you don't forget how to coach coaching at the college level is going to be like coaching at the professional level. Sure. There's some nuances and coach Hale talked about that, but my only concern, and it wasn't even really a concern was the recruiting aspect, because again, you know, coach has the players you got to scout at the major league level but he's able to get guys to him but when you bring in a a, a staff like he's brought in like you know you had coach trip who was already off there who's been known who's known nationally as one of the better coaches hey coach hale is going to surround himself with the best possible recruiters he can and the best baseball minds and doesn't that make perfect sense because if you're you've got a name like Chip Hale, where you left the University of Arizona as the all-time leader in hits, a war or a, a college World Series champion, you go on, you have a long career in the major leagues, World Series manager, 
um, or excuse me, World Series coach, been a manager. He knows how to get you to the next level. And like we talked about, isn't that really all you care about? If you're a high school baseball player, I get it. Every kid always has the pan line. I just want to win. That's cool. I get that. But we can be honest here. Your top priority is getting to the major leagues where you can get that money, where you can really get to the highest level, the highest apex of the profession that you've chosen. And there's not many coaches out there, especially at the college baseball level, that have what Chip Hale has from a resume perspective. And I think that's what's why he's going to make it. The other thing, too, look at the energy that he possesses. This isn't a guy that is coming in here and just collecting a paycheck. There's, you know, and you know those guys when you see him. Coach has lots of money, lots of accomplishments. He doesn't need to be here if he doesn't want to be here. And I think that that really did play itself out there that he's going to be in your living room. He is going to have a vision for you as a player, as a person, what he can bring to the University of Arizona and what you can bring to the University of Arizona during your two to three years, maybe your four years, heck, maybe your five years, depending on how it is. And so what you just saw right there, I think is pretty much the pitch that he's going to be able to make. And oh, by the way, He's going to be able to make the pitch at a place like you can play at High Corbett Field where you've got one of the coolest fan bases, home field advantages in all of college baseball. If you've been there, you know it. It's a lot different than playing on campus. Not that there was anything wrong with that, but High Corbett changed things to a certain extent. And I think that's where he's going to be a little bit different than maybe some of the other coaches or excuse me, some of the other candidates out there in that this is his job. He's going to stay here. I would be stunned if he left for another, you know, college baseball job because I think I do believe him when he says that this was his this was his dream job. And it's just going to be fun because is there really a better spectator sport than baseball? I get hockey maybe, but I get the people that aren't necessarily into baseball, but when you go to a baseball game, there's just something magical about it and he can sell that playing at High Corbett, playing at a school that puts you into the major leagues. And really, you know, just a place and a fan base that loves its baseball. So, again, Coach Hale, really appreciate you coming on. I wanted to also uh, talk to you one more, again about DraftKings. Now, there's some pretty good there's some pretty good games going on this week, especially in college football. You've got some top five matchups. You got Iowa. You got Penn State. You've got excuse me, you've got, uh, you've got Arkansas, Ole Miss, Lane Kiffin's always a fun guy to be able to put some money on or against, depending on where you look at it. And that's where you need to check out DraftKings. And again, if you put code word PHNX always, and you get, you bet $1 on an NFL game. And if there's points, you get a hundred free dollars out of that. And you can use that for, you know, Monday night football game. Heck, you can use it for a college football game that you uh, think is, you know, that you can really, uh, you can really hop on. There's a lot of different avenues that you can, um, that you can exercise that. And that's, what's great about it. DraftKings is simple. It's easy to use. And again, my DraftKings pick of the week was I'm going to take Stanford and the 13 and a half against, uh, ASU. I, I, I think Stanford's better than I thought. And I just have a hard time seeing them getting blown out in this game. Now, it's going to be personal, but that's why you're going to want to hop on there and you're going to want to be able to check that out. 
And let's talk a little bit about Manscaped as well. Nobody really wants to talk about shaving down below or, you know, keeping yourself clean. But again, we're in the year 2021. It happens. You have to do it. You have to stay manicured down there and you have to stay clean and fresh. You know, it's something that it used to be taboo, but it's not gone are the days of having to pull the scissors out from the uh, from the drawer and say, oh, hope this one works out right here. And that's where Manscaped comes into play because they got all kinds of different deals for you right there where you can basically you can eliminate all of the all of the the risk that comes with other devices and you can end the days of basically shaving down below where it looks like a horror movie and you can find all kinds of cool stuff you got the uh you got the uh excuse me the lawnmower 4.0 it's a fourth generation trimmer also features cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents that occur in areas you don't want to have happen again here's 20 get 20 percent off and free shipping with code word PHNX at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code word again, PHNX. It's one word you want to get in your vocab and you can slay your worst pubes and keep your dagger clean with manscaped. And again, it works for me. It can work for pretty much anybody else. All right. Now let's look ahead a little bit to college football. Now we got Arizona. We got Arizona taking on UCLA. And talk about another point spread if you want to bet on. I personally would not touch this line. UCLA's stuck at minus 16 against the Cats. And honestly, um, and honestly, I think that's where we're going to be. I think that's where it's going to be this entire game in that, or excuse me, um, up until the game. When you have a team like Chip Kelly that just lost to ASU and, uh, excuse me, that lost and the manner in which they lost, and they have better talent, they're probably going to come out and be incredibly motivated. But the one thing, though, that kind of fascinates me about this game is that Chip Kelly isn't taking Arizona lightly in the least. Chip Kelly uh, talked in his press conference about how this team's a lot better than people think, and I think he meant it. He talked about Arizona getting 31 first downs, um, You know about how if you got rid of the interceptions, that that's a close game. That's always something that you got to worry about a, a little bit. You don't want to throw five interceptions. But now you wonder, though, you got two weeks of practice where Jordan McLeod is your quarterback. He's taking all the one snaps, and everybody is planning on Jordan being that quarterback. How's that going to be different? Because his legs aren't going to his legs aren't going anywhere. He's going to be able to, I think, continue to make the moves that he has been able to make in the past. But I'm hopeful that he doesn't turn the ball over in the way he does. He did because now he's finally got some reps under his belt. And I don't expect Arizona to win this game. But heck, when you got a when you got a a losing streak that, let's be honest here. I mean, it's closer to twenty than it is ten. You're hopeful that at some point that that can change. And I think Jordan McLeod, if he can just kind of get this ship set at least on an upward trajectory or I guess a downward trajectory, depending on however you want to look at it, then that's something that he can really hold in because I think by now we know the Gunner Cruz, Will Plummer, the QB positions aren't the answer. Jordan McLeod, I think is at least for this season. I think he's clearly better than the other guys. And Jed or Jed fish said 
he's going to be my quarterback for the rest of the season. And I'm excited to see that. We're going to be back with you tomorrow night, live streaming every live streaming right after the game. Again, that's one of the great things about Go PHNX is that you got live streams. You got we got post games covered for you. We've got articles. We've got basically anything you want, and it's all from a little bit of a different angle. It's brought with a little bit of energy, and we try to do that here on the AZ Wildcats podcast. Go to Apple, go to Spotify, both those or wherever you get your podcast, and or on YouTube, hit subscribe. And again, check out Go PHNX. They've got pretty much everything you need from a professional and from a college sports perspective in the state of Arizona, and that's what makes everything around here pretty unique. So we'll be back with you tomorrow. Again, breaking down everything that happens in the Arizona-UCLA game. Hopefully we're talking about a win. It would be nice to be able to sit here and talk about a win. Uh, man, it's it's been a while, that's for sure. But either way, everybody's excited to see Jordan McLeod. We got some basketball then coming up the following week with a couple special guests. But as always, really appreciate you listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.